I'm Kennedy, and you're listening to the I Care Too Much podcast. gentlemen this is another episode of the i care too much podcast and i almost forgot the name of my own show but it's all good um we have a special show today and i'll tell you why in a sec but i have to give a shout out i would be remiss if i did not shout out everybody that has been going to how much too much.com and supporting the vibes um at how much too much.com we are um putting everything out there our podcast our blog and our merch uh and i want to shout out everybody that has uh ordered some merch from us um i think we have now uh, gotten merch to about 10 states in america but also um we have filled our first international order well it's in the air I promise it is. Um, and this is the reason for our episode today. We have a special guest. Her name is Pei. Hey, Pei. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Pei, where, where are you from? Where, where, where I'm from Amsterdam. From right yeah, yeah. Amsterdam, Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Woo! I love for it. For those who don't know where that is, that is in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. And everyone who knows us at the show knows that we love connecting with people and talking to different folks all over the world. And I just feel completely honored right now that you would join us uh, on this episode. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. And and I do have to shout out my sister, Rabea, yes. for basically being the connector um, because she's the one that, that got us on to each other. Shout out to Professor Bayin out there yes. in the H-Town holding it yes. down. Uh, we're going to get Professor Bayin on this show. I believe we may have had some scheduling conflict before or something came up that didn't allow us to record, but we are going to make this happen in 2020. Yes. Shout out to you. Uh, wonderful artist. I know Rebea from uh, Twitter, Instagram. I found her via her art, which is amazing. Yes. Um, how, how do you know Rebea? Okay, so I met Rebea. It's a funny story how I met her. So I was traveling with a friend on the East Coast, a friend from Philadelphia, um, a rapper named Icon the Mike King. Okay. And so we were we were kind of making a road trip. And we stopped in New York. His friend from Dallas flew in. And so we're with three of us in New York. And his friend said, let's stop by the store where my cousin is working. And so the cousin turned out to be Rebea. Mm -hmm. And so I met her in that store, um, saw her real quick. because She was working, obviously. Fast forward to, I don't know, maybe a year later. Um, I was following, obviously, my friend's friend after we've been road tripping on Twitter, and I saw him talking to someone uh, with the name Miss Bain, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I think I met her because at the time I met her in the store, they were playing that song Ballin'," <laughs> and so we were making a joke about yep. it. So that stuck by me, and when I saw her name, Miss Ballin', right, I was right. like, "I think I met you," and she actually remembered meeting me, and from that moment on on twitter we were like best friends and Word. i visited her in, in in houston and i've been going to houston every year since and i've missed See. i've missed one year and now i'm probably gonna miss this year because of obviously the coronavirus but right right yeah i've been there a couple of times over this the is past this eight, is a years. testament to good vibes right like so good yes. vibes find each other i believe um we're all connected in this world i, I saw something on twitter that kind of energized me a little bit recently and someone was saying how you know, we should just let people do their own thing and, and stop telling people what to do and, and feel that, you know, give people their own rights or whatever, which I, I yeah. appreciate. I can appreciate that point of view. But in a sense, we're all connected. Right. And yes. So this connection allows us to fight things like, I don't know, global pandemics. Exactly. Right? If yes. we all kind of work together, we can achieve a lot more. And so I agree. the testament of the vibes from from Rabea to you to myself, I'm, I'm just completely grateful of of being able to connect with people and uh, Anchor app has allowed us to do that uh, here yes. today. Well, now, you know, Instagram, I mean, yeah. she was, so yeah. she, me and her, we've, well, she's literally my sister. Well, not literally, but word, she's like word. a big sister to me. And so we've had very deep conversations throughout the years where she's been, you know, helping me 
feel okay with what I'm feeling. And so one of the things that we always talk about is the fact that we care too much. (laughs) And so that is definitely one of the things when she was rocking the shirt during our our live interview, um, she said immediately, you need one too, because you care too much. So (laughs) the only natural thing for me to do is to support that movement, because we are people that care too much, which I still don't think is a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. But you have to balance it out with yourself, with the care for yourself, Absolutely. which is something that I've always failed to do because I care more about others than myself. Absolutely. And, and I can't help others if I don't take care of myself. And right. that's something I'm still learning. Right. I care so much. It, it, the, the brand started out as an inside joke between myself and my fellow co-host was Jethro, who's not with us today. But um, we grew up together here in Washington, D.C. And uh, we are just the type of guys who are the anti-nonchalant like we actually right give a damn about things and it just seems like we in some rooms we are aliens because we care (laughs) exactly well you you know know. that is that is unfortunately society today yeah and and it sounds pessimistic to say so but people nowadays care more about themselves and their own circle than than others i mean even looking at this pandemic we're living in the reason we're social distancing and quarantining is not because we are scared for ourselves it's to look out for everyone else for society as a whole even the people that you don't know come on Mm -hmm. and so that's yeah and so uh, you know we can't it's inevitable we can't not talk about uh the coronavirus and how it's impacted us but you are in amsterdam which is six hours away from us uh first off how does the future look um, and then secondly, um, how are you guys? Because I understand the Netherlands are, first of all, the Netherlands are way light years ahead of America as far as understanding things, understanding research, using technology to your to your best. And uh, also just, I think the general uh, atmosphere of life or quality of life in the Netherlands may be a little bit better than it is here in America. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so let's let's talk about first, how, how is the coronavirus uh, uh, affecting you guys over there? So one of the things that I do love about, and it sounds crazy, but I do love about the fact that we're in a pandemic right now is the, um, the fact that we all are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, when I would look at situations going on in America, we'd be looking at it like, oh, that's happening over there. That would never happen over <laughs> right. here. You know, crazy stuff, Trump and all. And then when people know what well people in in the united states nine out of ten don't even know what's going on in my country exactly so for us to now all understand each other on a way bigger level as far as the situation we're in the mental space we're in the physical space we're in it's all the same so it takes away the limitations of cultural understanding yep and it takes away empathy even if you didn't have it before, you now kind of know how other people feel. And right. that goes beyond race, beyond social class, beyond anything, really. Yep. So that is something that I think we should use to our advantage. Mm-hmm. But again, that's only the people that probably care. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's one thing that I love. So what's happening in the Netherlands? Basically the same as in the United States, other than the government measures and, sure. and the way they go about it. Obviously, every country goes about it in a different way. Sure. And uh, the way that our prime minister has been approaching it, we are all not fans of him, but mm. he's been doing a pretty okay job. I, I saw something interesting on your, on your IG Live. Um, you were you were roller skating. We'll talk about that in a second, too. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> In the parks, it seems that they have circles in the in, in the, the grass, grass. Yeah. to kind of uh, promote social distancing. Well, here's the thing. So, obviously, we're on the northern half, so summer is starting. The weather okay. is getting nice. And that's when people are like, oh, well, Corona, out. but we want to <laughs> play outside. You know, uh, we don't live in, in a state or in a country where it's always nice weather. So, as sure. soon as the sunbeams sure. come out everybody's out to play sure. and so the the park looked like a straight up festival we're yeah. still not allowed to have festivals out here but me and my friend were saying hey if you put a stage here with live music it would pr- practically be a festival oh yeah so when i saw the circles i was like oh okay so they can't really find everyone in this park right, right. for not being social uh dis- for not social distancing but they they put circles in the grass with paint and people were well most of the people were actually sitting in it. 
And see, I now, think that's smart. I think that's, that's so smart. smart. Because you can't prevent people from going. Well, they exactly. close some parks and beaches, but, you know, people will find a way to get there. Yep. Um, the only thing that I think is is kind of contradicting in this whole situation is, well, you can go with three people vi- to visit somebody, but then I'm like, okay, well, those three people may visit 20, 60 other people. All it takes is so, one. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it kind of like, it's very contradicting. And then there was this, you're going to find, you're going to find this funny. There has been a, um, so I guess for you guys, it's the CDC, yes. like the, the government organization that, yep. you know, is in charge of health and stuff. So we have one of those organizations out here from the government, and they actually put out a news item that when you're single, you're only allowed one sex buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously when we all saw this it was just ridiculous because the, the, the netherlands all, all up in your nether regions i know and, <laughs> and then on top of that well first of all even without corona we should know we should be smart enough to only have one sex buddy um second oh, of all i cannot hug my mother yeah but the government tells yeah. me i can have a sex buddy so yeah. it's just so contradicting and it's amazing there's there's so much more that we don't know and that's the the fearful part of this whole thing is that uh if the scientists are telling you hey we don't know then then we should probably just sit still and wait this thing out right right you know um but but it's interesting and then so we're like i'm here in dc and the thing now is uh dc maryland virginia are very connected most people uh, that live in the northern part of Virginia and the southern part of Maryland uh, tend to DMV. work in D.C. <laughs> yeah, that whole DMV area. Uh, but it doesn't seem like the D is talking to the M or the V right, <laughs> with regards right. to uh, a, a oh, concentrated effort of that's reopening. Yeah. Um, and so you have Maryland who on last Friday reopened uh, certain businesses. Uh, but then you have D.C. who is still technically on lockdown. And then Virginia just like, well, look, give people their constitutional rights and let them right. go out. No, it doesn't work that way because we're so interconnected. People work in D.C. Our metro spans from D.C. to Northern Virginia to Maryland. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. They act like people are just going to remain in their home state uh, forever. <laughs> so that's right. so that's kind of like uh, your little countries, so to speak. Because, you yeah. know, me living in Europe, I was actually looking to go to um, Germany for my birthday okay. next next month. I'm usually oh, nice. traveling, but now it's kind of like, uh, I probably can't travel. But I was yeah. like, okay, well, within Europe, it should be possible. But I saw on the website for the flights for, the, for all over the world, all the restrictions from the countries. And yeah. I mean, I guess I can drive there because there are no borders in gotcha. the EU. But I can't fly there because then they won't let me in. So now gotcha. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not driving to Berlin. That's like a seven-hour drive. Ah, that's okay. too much, and that's probably more than a ticket. So what about I'm train? Like, what about train? I hear, I hear the train rail oh, in I'm Europe is amazing. I'm not taking public transportation okay. during Corona times. Sure. No, sure. My, my little car is like a little virus-free travel pod <laughs> that I've been moving around in. So, I love yeah. It. yeah. I've been using that to see my mom and you know, see her from from a distance, but at least being able to physically stop by because I would not do that if I have to take the train. Now, I, I will say, and I'm, I'm jealous because I'm not as coordinated, but I do think roller skating is a very, uh, very good <laughs> transportation mode. Um, how long have you been roller skating? Okay, so I've been roller skating since I was little. Okay, and I can tell. I can tell. So, yeah. And so, actually, <laughs> I picked up my roller skates this week for the first time in years now i'll tell you why so where okay. i grew up is like a, a city about 30 minutes from amsterdam okay and that's where my mom lives and it's what, a, where's it, that what's the name it's of called city? almeida shout out to almeida <laughs> and, well i don't necessarily like the place but i grew up there okay. um so it's a new city it was built about 45 years ago and so we were the first owners of the house that was built in that when the city was being built gotcha. uh, Well, my parents. And so the, all the roads are new, all the paths, the bike paths, the lanes are new. So the asphalt is very smooth. Wow. And so I used and there's like a little lake in the middle of it. So I would used to skate all around the lake. And, you know, every summer I'd be out there on my skates. Yeah, that's awesome. So then I moved to Amsterdam, old city, historical city, love yeah. it, but cobblestones tram rails tram <laughs> tracks bike paths uh crooked tiles 
it's just not skater friendly. Asphalt. It is not, and I, I, and so for people that are listening, I have roller skates, not inlines, not roller blades. Yeah, yeah. It's the quads, the yeah. old school ones. So those are terrible to <laughs> to use on all these different stones. Well, so, one thing you told me that was interesting: you all don't have any skating rinks out there. No, which it will be surprising to a lot of my American listeners because skating rinks are. I would say a part of childhood culture here. I know, I know. And I, that's something that I've always missed growing up. Um, so I started basically skating as a young adult when I was like maybe 18. I went to roller disco out here. There was, sure. a, there was an organization that organized roller disco every Tuesday evening. So I would just take my skates, go on the train nice, and go nice. to Amsterdam and skate. And then just until the last, take the last train home and go back to work the next day. Nice. So, yeah, so I, I, you know, we we watch movies, we see American movies. So I'm like, <laughs> we need a skating rink, and we never have one. And so there sure. are roller discos every now and then, but there hasn't really been a regular set party every week or every month in yeah, a while. Yeah. And then the places where they organize it are pretty much like small. You can't. It's it's not as big as a rink in the states. Now we're a small gotcha. country, so I'm thinking maybe there's no, you know, people. There's not enough. I guess people that want to do it or not <laughs> enough space or who sure, knows. sure. Okay. So I told you, I promise I would tell you my roller skate or yes. rollerblading story rather. <laughs> so I uh, grew up in DC in a city proper and uh, upper Northwest. And um, so I had a friend, uh, shout out to my guy, Andre Clay. Um, he was the only brother I knew who had rollerblades. Uh, right. So he stayed up on Sherman Avenue, which is about a mile away from where I stayed. And uh, Andre had a problem because people would always want to borrow his rollerblades, but they never yes. returned. <laughs> and so uh, he got smart, so to say, and instead of letting people borrow both set, uh, he only gave out one. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are going down Sherman Avenue. He has on one rollerblade and I have on another. And I had to learn how to rollerblade using only one. What? How do you do that? Yeah, yeah, we learned. We we just <laughs> that is hilarious. So so that's really my uh, extent of coordination with rollerblading. But you give me a set of two, and I'm completely lost. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you're fine <laughs> if you have two. You give me one, I'm good to go. I can skate all day. You just but you give me both sets, so and I'm funny. so uncoordinated. It's ridiculous. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned you mentioned American movies. What's what's your most American movie? What's the what's what's the uh, I guess the most say, yeah the, the epitome. Mo- well, the most American movies that you know, if you look at culture, that would be the high school movies because okay. those are things like proms. We don't have proms. We don't wow. have jocks and cheerleaders. What? I mean, we have the nerds, obviously, and we have the popular people. We don't have a school system where people are. Um, uh, how do you say that? This is like uh, a, evaluated a, on their athletic abilities. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> That's gotcha. not how our education system works. You go to school, you learn. You, sure. you do your sports in your own time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So no high school football games. Nope. No. Uh, no. Nope. Wow. That's amazing. We don't have any. I mean, we have obviously we have PE. But yeah, that yeah. goes that that's as far as it goes. We See, for us, tournaments. Like, those things made in a sense, our city a lot smaller. Now, D.C. is already small as it is, but, like, growing up in D.C., we kind of knew each other from all different corners of the city because our high schools played each other right. uh, in sports, and we were able to travel from school to school. Uh, how, how do you think that impacts kind of the, the growing-up experience for you guys? Do you Did you all feel connected growing up? Did you know people from well, other parts of the cities? It's it's very small country. So just to give you an idea of the size, mm-hmm. We are our entire country is about as big as New York City. Gotcha. gotcha. So yeah, we knew everyone if you were able to move around, and then sure. obviously the 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 difference in culture is also that I know that American uh, teens get to drive cars when they're sixteen. Yes, we do not. We oh. we are able to try and get your license at eighteen, what? and then even if you get your license, because it's a lot of money, most people don't that have to pay for it themselves they don't have parents or whatever to pay for it so and then when you have your license after you know paying an arm and a leg for it you can't buy a car because we are also not a a country that is based on credit you have Uh, we spend money that we have 
we're not spending money that we don't have, which I think is excellent because I see. That's interesting. Yeah. We don't have a credit system because I've, I've had a conversation with a friend of mine in the States and he said, if you don't have any credit cards, you can't buy a house. Yeah. Like, that exactly. does not make any sense to me. If I have yeah. a job and I make money, why Listen, would I not be able to buy a house? Because it, you don't, you know, show if this, your credit. If this virus has exposed anything, it has shown us that America is living paycheck to paycheck on most things. And so credit here is absolutely necessary <laughs> for that Wait, reason. But, it, but don't you think it's crazy that if I have a good paying job, let's say I just, I'm, I don't know, I'm an, I'm an account manager for, yeah. for a successful company. I have a, a contract, a, um, a steady contract. They can't fire me. I've yep. been doing this. I, I make, I don't know, uh, 200K a year. And they still tell me you can't buy a house because we don't have a credit score for you because I it don't happens. buy things on credit. It happens. But, but don't you think that's dumb? It's ridiculous. I, because I, oh, they I'm will give you. the next person who doesn't have a good job but has, you know, paid off their credit cards with a little bit. So ridiculous. They give them a house. It is ridiculous. Um, it, there's so many things that are ridiculous about America. <laughs> that's a whole Yeah, other, it's a uh, different conversation. <laughs> I don't want to doubt it. Um, I mean, there's in this time right cons. now, we could, we could definitely use some positivity, but... <laughs> but America has so many quirks about it, man. Um, me as a black male in America, I could, oh, yeah. I could go on for days. But I, but I yeah. hear you. <laughs> and, 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 you know, even for me as a uh, a woman of color, yes. um, coming to the States, I've had a very traumatic experience out oh, wow. there. Because um, you have to understand, I grew up here practically not knowing racism. Okay. I grew up in a predominantly white area, in a white school. Even if I look at it now, if I look at my school photos, there was me and maybe one other colored person. Wow. But okay. I never, but that was never something we saw, you sure, know? Sure. So it didn't get pointed out to me or I didn't re- realize it until later on in life when I was really confronted with discrimination and racism. Okay. But when I really, really felt it was when I went to the States for the first mm. time. When, when and, was this? Um, you got to tell me about this. Well, it wasn't. I don't think it was the first time, but it was obvi- more obvious that there mm-hmm. was a difference in race, mm-hmm. and so, and even maybe class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm an old lady, so we're talking about over 20 years ago. Okay. Um, the, it, things are obviously different now in my country as well, but back then, I'm speaking from my experience. I can't speak for everyone else. Yeah. Um, I didn't experience racism to the point where it was actually just flat out in your face, hurtful yeah. and, and and ignorant. I've had people that followed me in the store, but I could write it off as being a teenager, sure. not necessarily sure. me being, you know, um, Asian. So when I, w- I will tell you this one incident. Well, first of all, I went to New York the first time and I was in Harlem and people Harlem. started Shout out to Harlem. <laughs> Spanish Harlem. Yeah. Yes. And people were speaking uh, Spanish to me. I have curly hair. I may be Asian, but I have curly hair. So I was like, okay, um, I'm sorry. No habla espanol. Uh, soy Holanda. And then people were looking at me, Holland? What? Right, right. Because <laughs> they think we're all blonde and blue-eyed out yep, here. Yeah, yeah. And so that was weird for me. And then I went to, fast forward a couple of years later, I went to North Carolina. Mm. And that was a whole different experience for me because I saw bumper stickers with stuff like (laughs) God made Adam and Eve not Adam and Steve just just really really flat out in your face dumb shit I say dumb because I think it's dumb oh oh yeah trust me this hashtag everybody stupid right and so that's my next clothing line by the way I was walking on the street I had a uh, black boyfriend at the time in North Mm -hmm. Carolina who I was visiting Mm -hmm. and we were walking in the street and the things that were being yelled at us Mm -hmm. I'm still flabbergasted if I think back at my own reaction I'm like wow yeah either I was I was protected in my own country or my own culture growing up or I was just I don't know, blind Man, to what's going on in the rest of the world, but that's that's heartbreaking. I mean, the story is heartbreaking to me. It's but but it's it, but it that... was it was heartbreaking to me too because yeah. when you are confronted with that for the first time in your life, your yeah. your instant reaction is to curse them out or to exactly. try and fight them because you want to defend your your man and exactly. just just not even defend him, just defend just you humanity, right? And so. I wanted to go off and he saw that. He's like, don't do it. And I just didn't understand why he 
wasn't upset but then mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. later on i figured out okay if you live here you can't really exactly. you know you just got to deal with it exactly um but it was that to me was the point where i was thinking like hmm do i want to do i want to deal with this sure. and not necessarily that i want to sure. break up with him but you know do i want to live here right do i right. want to because i was planning on moving there uh to live with him and i wanted to move to the states for the longest because there are some um uh pros into the states as far as compared to here business wise over here you you get really like capped by the government over there the more money you make the more is yours right and so those are things that made me as an entrepreneur want to build my my little empire over there because i wouldn't have a chance out here which makes sense because we're social from nature a social system out here so Mm -hmm. people that make money will have to take care of everyone else too but you know depending on where you're standing it's not always working because i'm not necessarily getting all the money that i need right now gotcha. you know so it's gotcha. there's there's always you know ifs and buts but that was for me i don't know along the way i just figured i don't want to live in the united states i will yeah. stay visiting my family and friends and do my business and especially now in this environment the past four yeah. years oh, i'm just goodness. yeah i'm not yeah. It's a so I work a block away from the White House, and so I get uh, sort of like a, a front row view to yeah. all the crazy. And when I tell you there's a protest every day in D.C. Uh, outside of the White House gates, there's a protest every single day. There's always somebody it's holding so up crazy. a stupid ass sign. <laughs> <laughs> there's always some MAGA MAGA hat wearers, you know, to make America great again. And uh, I always feel like, do these people not have anything to do? Do they, they have the they really time don't. to do? They not you make You know what money? the thing is? In America, you have, and, and I hate to say it like this, but you have way too much freedom. You are free to be the idiot that you want to be. Except when America. you're black. Except when you're black. I'm sorry, you don't get that, 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 that just does not count yeah. for everyone. Like, even Except. me, I don't even want to tell you about the experience <laughs> I had with TSA. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I, I, I always get randomly selected. I don't know how I, I always I get do randomly too. selected. I do too, uh, and you have. To I wear understand. sweatpants to get randomly selected. I listen. It doesn't matter what I wear, but they always give me the excuse. Oh, it's just random. Yeah. It's not random when yeah. I go to the states three, four, five, six times a year. Come on. For twenty years now, right? And I still get picked. I'm not right. on a blacklist. I signed up for the global entry program where you get vetted by the government. I had to have an interview in the United States um, to get vetted as not being a terrorist or whatever. Wow. I paid for that. And I still get picked out of line. Wow. So yeah, it's yeah. stupid. It's so stupid. I think America has an issue with confronting its own uh, flaws, its own history. Uh, they've, re- you know, they had this revisionist history that these forefathers were great men, and no, they weren't. They were they tried, rapists and but slave they, owners. But you can always do better. Like everyone yeah. tried in whatever way they did. But right. I can honestly say that Trump is not even trying. He's honestly. just out there for his own power. He is the reality TV show person that we thought he was. Right. Um, and he has energized a certain base in America as of late that uh, thinks it's okay to be xenophobic and homophobic and right. racist and bigoted. Uh, because also, they see the president as the example. He has he has half the country behind him because they elected him. So and, and that's this is the America. worst part. I'm not even worried about him personally. Yeah. It's your neighbor or whoever voted for him. Exactly. And, and me, people can listen to this podcast and say, well, she doesn't even live there. But I have experienced American culture hey. far more than any of any of the people in America have experienced my culture Love. or anything in Europe or anything you need in America, Asia. You need a mirror held up to you by somebody. Right. Uh, at some point in your life, you really need a mirror held up to you by somebody right. uh, that can tell you about yourself from the outside looking in. Um, but yeah, but no, I don't want to get it. into politics too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> let's so I do want to talk about you. So, so yes. give me your background. What, what do you do? And and you mentioned that you came to New York uh, with a rapper uh, back in the day. So let's let's talk about that too. What are you into business wise? Okay, so I started out as a music journalist. Oh, wow. And um, so that's what I've been doing for the past 20 years. Um, Not so much the past five years, but now because of Corona, I'm actually hosting my own um, live series uh, where I interview people uh, to motivate and inspire creatives that are frustrated about their the entertainment uh, industry being shut down sure. and um i follow pay fresh pay fresh, pay on, fresh IG. on instagram yes mm-hmm. um but so basically my love is 
music. My first love is music. I come from a musical family. My dad was a musician, awesome. one of the best guitarists I ever knew. Nice. And um, growing up with his records and his guitar playing every day, all day was just, you know, it was instilled in me. Now, yeah. I played the piano, I played the guitar, but I didn't go the the artist way. I went the supporting the artist way. Got you, got you. <laughs> so <clears throat> I did use, I, I did do um, a female MC tour one time. I, I, I used to rap for a little bit. Uh. Uh, no, don't worry, not, we ain't gonna ask you to freestyle. Don't yeah, worry about no, it. we're not doing that because this is like five <laughs> lifetimes ago. But it shout has- out to the feminists, the femcs, though. I gotta give a big shout out to the femcs. I know, right? I, I love, I love what's going on right now with the culture and rap. Yes, um, uh, me and, uh, too. And I, that I, voice, but, but yes. also, there's a lot that I don't love about the culture. But, um, oh yeah, but, yeah, but we can talk about that's that another too. story. Yep. So that made me actually a better interviewer, better journalist, because I knew what it was like to be in the studio to record. I knew what yep. it was like to, to be on stage. Um, so I think that really helped my, to develop my skills as an interviewer. Great. And then um, I started to, I had my own radio show. I was a radio host for a while. I, I had a, a classic show, an old school show at this radio station um, in my hometown. And so from there on, I started interviewing folks for the radio show. And then I got asked by um, an urban website, a community website out here, um, a hip hop website, really, um, Mm -hmm. to do interviews for them. So that's how I really rolled into um, basically my journalism. Sure. And I was able to, I was mainly focused on independence and underground people because, you know, I mean, everybody interviewed Jay-Z. I don't have to ask him anything. So I wanted to help great passionate artists and talents new artists to get out there yeah yeah yeah, so uh, basically was one of the first journalists who brought um the names of all these underground people like sky zoo uh, guilty simpson black milk um even like uh people like dilla and them like the whole detroit clique and then the north carolina clique the justice league and everyone i did all these interviews with them and posted them over here and so i kind of like broke them into the public Oh, which awesome. which I never really realized until people told me I did that. So, <laughs> like, I don't Shout want to sit to here and take credits, but I kind of did. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's amazing. Like, just, I mean, just knowing you this this briefly, like, having you donning the I Care So Much brand uh, in a new country that we haven't tapped into. We have listeners there, apparently. Uh, but you know, just donning the brand for me. I mean, that's huge to me. I'm I don't take any of that for granted at all. And I'm I'm assuming, you know, it's the same uh for these rappers that you help. Yeah, there's I mean, you know, I I became friends with some of them and you know, if I ever like hit them up, I'm sure they'll be like, Hey, what's up, hey? And Word. I did a mixtape with Sky Zoo, the Amsterdam mixtape, like in yeah. two thousand I wanna say two thousand nine. That's eleven years ago already. Because I was <laughs> because I was DJing DJing at the radio station. Um, okay. I did some mixtapes for some artists. Um, so then, music journalism is kind of dead. There's mm. no people are talking about what they're wearing, who they're dating, yeah. um, all the gossip stuff, and it's not about the actual music anymore. Oh my goodness! And then yes. missing the 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 vinyl and the CD booklets where you could find uh, all the people that that were part of a song who played the, the instruments. Something produced, there's yeah. something different. There's something different because having that physical copy, there right. was a there's a certain reverence I have for that physical copy that I used to have. Have to go to Sam Goody, uh, <laughs> you know, record stores, yeah, to go and buy it with my with my yeah. paycheck <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. no we did the same out here and then the yeah. first thing you did was you open up that booklet take it oh. out and see who was all on that album yes. Yes. like who and, and and like the background vocals you people nowadays you'd be amazed how many of the people that you listen to were already doing either songwriting exactly. or producing or background singing for these other artists and, they're in the and notes. so that was yep. that was the like the new the new magazine really you, you want to open that booklet and you can't yeah. see that anymore so coming back to music journalism people don't tap into the actual music or the actual lives what moves the artists now that is something that i've always been been known to do like i had interviews 40 45 minutes 50 yeah. minutes where you know i only had like maybe five people that listened the whole interview or or read the whole interview but it's in depth i don't sure. want to ask so when's your next album coming out? Exactly. What are you working on right now? Who do you want to work with? It's all so generic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if an artist is on tour, they hear that question every show. You know so what that I reminds me see- of? 
Um, yeah. You remember? I don't know if you if y'all got this over there, but uh, Yo MTV Raps, Fab Five, Freddie. Yep. Yep. We'll go and actually go yep. to the person's house. And then Lior Cohen, who was yeah. uh, A&R the, Def yeah, Jam at yeah. the time, he said he had to go to see where you lived and how you lived yeah. before he signed you to a record deal. Exactly. And that's kind of yeah. how, how music journalism went dead. I don't know if you know Rob Stone from The Fader. I, yeah. I had an I had an interview with him on stage for this conference out here. And I basically asked him those questions as well. Like, hey, The Fader is guilty of that too. And he mm. had to. He couldn't. He couldn't do anything other than than basically agree with me that the fader is not doing music journalism anymore either. Right. And um, right. but but even after that, I'm still not hired. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so anyway, there's no there's no money in music journalism. People are blogging and whatever. So that's I don't know. People. Do you think you think the audience has shifted too? Because I feel like we aren't demanding enough from the artists that we propel to the spotlight uh, these days. So and well, you know, here's the problem. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily the audience has shifted, but you have to understand we're getting old. So mm. the people that that actually appreciate it are not their demographic anymore. Gotcha. That that's not the people that they aim for to spend their money at, gotcha. um, as well as the artists themselves. Like older artists appreciate it, but the new artists don't know any better. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you can't really blame anyone. But for me, that was a reason to not try and and make my money and earn my income from music journalism. Um, even though I think I do a better job than than nine out of ten times these hosts that they just sure. put somewhere because they mm-hmm. have a name. Yep. Um, that's kind of like all the singers wanting to be actors and actually want to be singers. There all the celebrities can now suddenly be be journalists as well right. because they they're pretty to look <laughs> at. Or it's just it it takes away the actual skill from somebody that may have yeah. worked on it. Just like Instagram photographers. No, there are actual photographers that make their money. So. You know, they're they're they probably get taken away a lot of income as well, yeah, because of yeah. Instagram. So there's well, there's that, and writers and bloggers and filmmakers and bloggers. You know, you know the whole deal. Sure, but, sure. No, let me ask you this: who yeah. who, you, who do you listen to? If you if you were to open your uh, music library right now and you wanted to listen to some rap, who would you go to first? Well, I t- I actually go to old school. Okay. Uh, if if I want to really just sing along, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I as uh, because I was getting to what I'm doing now uh, as an artist consultant and all these new artists in this new generation, I have taught myself to use um, these playlists um, that are catered to my listening. But so I get to learn new people. Gotcha. Because I don't necessarily seek out to find new people myself. I don't have time for that. Right. Um, right. But what I do love about a medium like Spotify is the Discover Weekly. Yes. And Discover Weekly do- doesn't always only put new people in there, but also older people that may have dropped an mm-hmm. album in 2001 mm-hmm. and they put a song in there and I'm like, oh, who's this? And I go check and that song is like 20 years old, but yeah. I never knew about it. So Spotify's playlist be on point, man. Yeah. yeah. Unless somebody else goes on your Spotify, then it messes the- messes up the algorithm. Uh. But... <laughs> But I do, but I do have some playlists called the newness, and I have to say there was I'm, I'm not really into the new rap other yeah. than maybe a Kendrick Lamar or you know absolutely something like that's kind like of comparable to the yeah this, well not I mean I like that the the fun music as well but it, it's it's a song here and there it's not necessarily sure. a whole person a whole artist okay um, there's um, uh, I, oh who I've been playing a lot lately is Jadena. I love Jadena. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I oh, love, love, love Jadena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been sleeping on him. I'm just in my car. I'm bumping him. I've been, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, he has it, a, a very yeah. global sound. Like, it, yes. doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's from, uh, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but I think it's Nigeria. Uh, I don't even Nigeria know where he's from, Kenya. honestly. I've yeah. Been, but he has a global sound. He hit America yeah, he had with that, that, uh, that classic beat, man. The Afrobeat pop yeah. slash urban. But everything yeah. is nowadays is fusion. Like it's everything good vibes. is pop. It's really so, good vibes. Yeah, it's but but yeah, it, it it's happy. I love and exactly. I love how his 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 words. I just love his lyricism too. So Okay. okay. And, and see, I like I'm... how he looks. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. That helps. That helps. Yeah. Uh I am probably the biggest Wu Tang fan that 
anybody knows. Uh, oh, I really? Was raised, yeah, I was raised on Wu-Tang. Um, I still, to this day, if I open up my music library and I want to hear some rap music, I'm going to go to Raekwon. Raekwon's my favorite member. Um, I, I feel like uh, because he created his own sort of slanguage in a, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, and I get it. I dig it. It's all cold. I him as well oh, I love a Raekwon. long time ago. I, yeah. I was working a, a gig. I, I, so I was doing event staffing here in D.C., um, and I was working like major gigs like the BET Hip Hop and uh, BET yeah, Awards. Yeah, nice. And so um, I, I saw Raekwon come through and I was the only person in my security detail that who, knew who he was. And oh, automatically, you know, I grew up around five percenters. And so automatically I was like, yo, peace, God, what's today's math? You know, <laughs> and everybody's looking around me and he, he dabbed me up and gave me the biggest hug, man. And like that just kind of made my life at that moment because oh, I had so given nice. so many man hours to listening to Raekwon that it was just amazing in that moment. And everybody else was around me was like, what did you call him? Did you call him God? What are you saying? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because I actually have a book on five percenters and yeah. I, I had to buy it to really Understand get my knowledge of it because yes. I was, uh, my one of my ex boyfriends who um who I was at the time still friends with, mm-hmm. he changed so completely from the time that we were together to the time that we were you know friends sure. that he and he told me he was a five percenter. I was like, okay, look. what is this? <laughs> yeah, and then also you know he was talking about women need to stay at home and you gotta have ten children. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, now. If I have to argue this man, I have to know what he's talking about. Exactly. So the whole reason I bought that book was just to argue him down to, no, yeah. I'm not having 10 kids. <laughs> and, and I'm just working. I'm going to work. I'm not going to sit yeah. here till you bring home the paycheck. But, but um, also, there's a, there's a whole language in, a, in and of itself in the 5% the, you know, ideology uh, that if you were to listen to Wu-Tang with a blind ear, you're not going to catch everything that they're right. saying. Because a lot of it is embedded in that 5%er uh, Yeah, but you know lifestyle. what, that's... That's with a lot of songs, though. People always speak on what they know and mm-hmm. refer to the things that they know. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so nine out of ten times, you just don't understand it. And you have to understand, I'm a native Dutch person. Mm. So when I listen to music, the first thing that catches me is the beat, the melody, harmonies. Sure. And then I start listening to the lyrics. And then you have to understand, I may know all the slang because I grew up around, you know, urban environments and you know sure. i have friends in the states and i've spoken to a lot of artists but the the average dutch person the doesn't know it. slang from from whatever yeah yeah and let me so, ask you this what's a what's a what's a dutch artist or who's a dutch artist that i should listen to you know, you i'm so the wrong person to ask because i do not <laughs> listen to dutch people um if you if you're talking about dutch artists rapping in dutch or rapping well, in english anybody any I, w- I will listen to any of it honestly but i, I want to know somebody that i'm not hip to in the states that is okay well then i'm going to tell you uh, i've managed an artist for five years mm-hmm. his name is jay way shout out to jay way yeah and he um he is signed with a label in nashville right now um nice yeah, so he's uh, uh, signed with Word Entertainment, uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest Christian label. Gotcha. And um, unfortunately, I'm not managing him anymore, um, differences. But mm-hmm. I think you would appreciate his his music. And we'll he's check a, him out. Yeah, at this point, he would be the only person I would want to refer to. Sure, sure. Because everybody else I don't know about. Uh, <laughs> but I do have a lot of uh, singers uh, from over here that I think are great. And I'm actually, I, j- I just started a collaboration with an amazing singer called Lady Shina. Lady she Shina. She is, yeah, she's just, oh my gosh. When she drops stuff, it's just kind of like the, the soul, neo-soul type of, yeah, yeah. Is, is she published? Yeah. No, she's um uh she we're we're working on her her new her new EP right now. Okay. Uh but she plays the piano, she's a vocal coach, she's a singer, and so she yeah, you would love her music. That's I'm definitely awesome. gonna go run with her. Uh, <laughs> and she's an amazing person as well. She's she's I think she's twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, she's Word. she'll get there. That's but yeah, dope. so I am from music journalism, not bringing any money into mm-hmm. into my pockets. I mm-hmm. uh, I got approached by so many artists because being a music journalist, I knew so many people. I built a network of managers, artists, and booking sure. agencies, promoters, whatever. And so um, I started giving people advice. So I 
decided to become an artist consultant. And from artist consultancy, I've started managing a few people. Well, the first person I managed was J-Way, which I did for five years, which built me up as a manager. And I've learned a lot in that time. Okay. And people came at me like, oh, I need a manager. I see what you're doing for J-Way. He's signed now. And, you know, I helped him build that, to build up to that to that label and then nice. you know now he's running which is great but i can do that for other people as well not necessarily get them signed but at least you know jump off your career yeah uh, how difficult is it now in 2020 to get people discovered because there's so much out there in the world and like you said seeking out new music is, is such a difficult task because we are flooded by the internet uh, by virtue of the internet that you have a lot at your disposal it's yeah. kind of really hard to pinpoint and say okay i'm gonna give this person a listen today how hard is it to really get into the right spaces it's really hard because it's a combination of hard work consistency and luck <clears throat> and also mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a word for it in dutch which i still cannot get in english we call it factor, which Ooh. is basically the uh, people's will to st- or want to see you win and so we have, a, yeah, we, it's, 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 I think one of the most important components of uh, getting big or getting to where you want to be. Say that word one more time. In Dutch? Yes. Gun factor. Okay. You know what? I'm, I need to, tra- I need to throw it to Google Translate and see if there's actually a word for it in, <laughs> in English. Because what it's, it's so difficult to explain. Like, if you're a good person, you, you as a person that cares knows that uh, you know me now. You would want to see me win because Absolutely. I'm I'm nice. You think I'm Absolutely. nice, and, and I'm I great. would I, contribute I would, to that. Yes, and so you will spread the word. You will buy the merch, and you will kind of what I've been doing with you. Yes. So that that component is, I think, very important to have as an artist. If you have that that component where people want to see you win because you're so yep. great, and they they just want to want to be part of the team and want to be part of you know whatever then then that helps because if you build that fan base around that component then there's almost nothing that can stop you that's huge i say it all the time i you know uh we are not an island i can't do this alone um if you really rock with the show if you really rock with what i'm doing and i kind of need you to retweet things i need you to repost things i need you to you know invest so to say like i said when i you know when i reached out to you initially you i feel like you have invested in me uh, right. It, it's, it may seem like a small act on your part, but for me, it is huge that I was able to send some merch your way. We were able to connect and we we're able to do this today. Uh, that's huge to me. That, that's encouraging. It's enabling. Uh, I don't know if maybe enablement may be uh, the translating word. Uh, it's goodwill. You know. I've been looking, okay. looking okay. at it, but but still, goodwill is not really catching yeah. the, the, the I, I feel like it's enablement. It's enablement because you can, you, like you said, you know, you may get five readers. Or I may get uh, 40 listeners on this episode, uh, but that 40 listeners is enabling me to do another episode, right? Because maybe next episode I'll get 45 and then maybe the episode after that I'll get, I'll get 50. But that's still not what I mean. So the essence of the, of okay. the component is I'm, I'm on your show now. I think yeah. you're great. You're a great person. You're loving, you. you're caring, Likewise. you're Thank supportive. You. So that makes me want gotcha. to throw out your podcast and your your merch. And, and mm. so that may reach, I don't know, 10 people, maybe 500. I don't yeah. know what my reach is. But the people that think I'm great, they will take my suggestion of you to heart because they want to see mm. me win. So they understand that if I refer somebody, that means something. That's and amazing. so that, that has to be a word of, for that. So that is the component where... If you're a good person with good energy, positive vibes, and they see you doing good and you're trying to spread love, yeah. then everybody wants to see you win. How can you hate on a person like that? There has to be a word for that. There There's has to none. Be. We're gonna find it. There <laughs> are there are words in Dutch that I cannot translate to English and I cannot really describe it to to get the essence of it. But okay. you know, when we're in the in the industry, entertainment industry, it's about hard work and you know, luck and and, and kissing ass and, and, yeah. and networking. But that that little component to me, I've I've seen it. I've I've worked with the most talented people, but mm. people just don't really want to see them win because their energy is off mm. or they're not really supportive of others. 
it's a very simple example. If I like you, your photo on Instagram, you're more inclined to like my photo. Right, right, I'm right. not going to expect everyone to like my shit and leave me comments if I right. never post uh, something on anybody else's yep. comments or uh, if I don't post pictures with people, if I don't repost uh, people's work, then yeah. how am I expecting yeah. other people to support me? That's real. That's real. Oh, and I'm so not real. saying do it just to get it back. No, you really no. want to have to see you. You want to do it because you really like it. Like I, exactly. I didn't buy your your shirt because because I was hoping I was getting on your podcast. I didn't even know you had a podcast. <laughs> I just wanted the shirt because the shirt resonates so bad with me. So I need that shirt. And the That's fact awesome. that somebody has a shirt for something that I'm dealing with. That yes. only deserves the support. <laughs> that is so encouraging. It's so encouraging. Let me tell you. And this, I mean, this thing is taking a life of its own. Um, we, I'm, I'm so thankful for my audience and my listeners and the people that have uh, purchased merch. It's been mainly fan, friends and family all over the states. Uh, and so to to reach out and um, <laughs> when you hit me up, you were like, "Yeah, I'm, so I want to buy something, but uh, it says that you don't ship to where I'm. Yeah, at. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, well, that's no problem. You know, you probably." you know, somewhere over in Cali or something. No, uh, when you tell me Amsterdam, I'm like, oh, okay. But so. didn't you, didn't you, because um, I don't know if you got into that conversation with me and Rebea in the beginning, but I mean, I thought it was clear out of our conversation that I wasn't from the States. So I didn't pick up on that initially. Right, I and I don't sound Dutch. I, I, yeah. I sound American, I have been told, so. Well, that's yeah. another question for you too, because, and this this is just out of my pure ignorance. Uh, <laughs> did you have English courses in grade school no so this is what happens in this well when i grew up i can't even speak for the new generation growing up here but uh, when i grew up um everything was in english so the cartoons were in english mm, okay, the movies okay. is still now uh all the movies are subtitles and so sure. in school so i grew up um, um watching cartoons in english you know all the the, the x-men and the spider-mans and whatever was on tv was all in english with subtitles which sure. is how i started reading at three years old because wow. i was putting the words together and i knew english and so then in school uh, english is mandatory from age 11 which is uh, our elementary school still because we don't go to yeah. high school until 12 and then english is mandatory throughout all of your high school years it doesn't matter what uh, level of high school you do because so we have three mm three different levels of high school well back in the day we did they changed it up okay. i don't know so but english where, where is, do you get the english is everywhere i'm sorry, I'm sorry. great okay the, so, so where, where do you get the the dutch uh language um influence from do you hear it at home do you hear it out in public most people communicate with each other in english no 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 we're all dutch like yeah. like most people even though english is mandatory and we see it everywhere trust me half this country does not speak english like me <laughs> or doesn't care, or doesn't want to, or doesn't know, or is stupid. Okay, I don't know. It's we have a lot okay. of Trump people out here too, you know. Oh, oh my <laughs> so goodness. we have the countries. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I don't want to dog on my own people, but um, Dutch is our native language, so everything is in Dutch. But when I'm talking about okay. movies, if we go to the movie theater, let's say you visit Amsterdam, you will be able to see the new movie in English, but it will have Dutch subtitles. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to gotcha. Germany, Germany uh, syncs everything, so they they dub it, so everything is in German. So you hear your favorite actor gotcha. speaking German, some German, <laughs> yeah. And they don't have that. I hate Germany for that because I would never do anything in Germany or watch TV. Gotcha, gotcha. I prefer the subtitles because then you get the original. And of course, for the kids nowadays, they they dub everything, and they even have like. Um, the movies like Kung Fu Panda, they have a original version with subtitles in the movie theater and they have the Dutch version. And I actually know okay. uh, some people that always do the, the voiceovers for the, for the movies uh, in okay. Dutch. That's for the kids. But see, That's I'm like, my kids, can, my kids are going to go to the original because nah, man, <laughs> they need to learn English. Okay. So um, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. I'm having a good I'm time. We can do two hours. I don't care. <laughs> I'm enjoying this so much. Let me tell yeah. you. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask a few just kind of like rapid fire questions to like get to know you. Um, you can give the most elaborate answer you want or the shortest answer okay. you want. Okay, so here, here we go. Um, hot or cold? Hot. Okay. Uh, if you were a machine, which machine would you be? And this could also be uh, a home appliance 
anything, any machine, what oh, kind of that machine is... would you do? <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever asked, asked me a question. First of all, I am usually the interviewer, so this is already like I'm getting asked questions. <laughs> a machine. Um, I would probably say a turntable. Oh, I like that answer. I like Either, that answer. Yeah, a turn a something where I can just play music. Where I, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so when I, I was, I was when you said machine uh, the first recently. time, I said ATM machine because I want money. But, but <laughs> then you said going. I could do be, anything. be giving it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I, I was recently asked this question. I said, um, uh, the recycling compactor. Uh, whenever it's recycling day, my kids and I uh, we crowd around the window. And they, they they do bulk trash pickup, and I know this sounds lame as hell, but uh, we get a we get a really big kick out of seeing the recycling compactor smash the hell out of big items. Oh no, like, so I, can, one... I can I, I feel you. Listen, when I watch TV and I see those those car um, um, places where they smash the car, I, I don't yeah. know. It just gives such oh, a satisfying God. feeling. It is so cathartic. I know. Uh, I gave him a couch one day. I put a couch out there. We got new uh, couches recently. I put the whole couch <laughs> set out there and just to watch that thing get smashed. I know. Oh, it's my so God. My, my kids were just over here cheer, cheering and the recycling people looking at us like, what are you cheering? <laughs> Here they're just crazy family again. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. So next yeah. question. Give me a song that makes you think about your happiest day in life. Oh, any song. I don't even have to know the song, but a song that you that resonates with you and resonates with happiness. Well, I would have to say, um, uh, what's that song from Bruno Mars? Um, well, and I say Bruno Mars because every time I hear Bruno Mars, that's kind of like this. Uh, so I went on a on a trip through Asia with one of my best friends. Um, okay. She's a chef, and so we took trips through uh, the Philippines, Indonesia, Guam, and for some oh, reason in that so time, good. Bruno Mars was always on the radio. So <laughs> and so every time we hear Bruno Mars, we're like, "Hey, we're thinking back of that time." And I'm sure I have like That's a million dope. other songs that remind me of of great times. But that that was such a great trip and and i have such fond memories and and, and it was yeah it was fun going through the tropics and you know oh, with the car so and whatnot so yeah a, any bruno mars song but it was i think it was that um the uh, uptown uh, uh uptown or front. something like that yeah <laughs> okay so give me uh the last book you may have read oh i'm actually in the middle of of um rakim's book well, I, uh, I just started it, but that, but I'm still in there. So the last book I read is probably Celeste Barber's Challenge Accepted. Word. You know her? Did you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with the name. You have to, you have to um, see her on on Instagram. I met her. She signed my book. I was so excited. I was such a fan okay. girl. She's yeah. <laughs> Celeste Barber is my role model and a role model to a lot of women in in, in these times. So if you if you nice. don't know who she is, go to her Instagram. She has worked with the greatest, and she's just a comedian from Australia, that a housewife right, okay. that was just mocking modeling photos, and so she became famous off of that. Shout out to Celeste Barber. Yeah, her book is really uh, funny. The last book I read was uh, I read Rizzo's book. Rizzo's book was interesting. I should, um, yeah, I should get that he, one too. He tells a lot of stories about Wu and him growing up and how they connected and jailed together, and then he gets kind of political at the end um, and talks about you know present day and how we should live uh, underneath the Trump regime. Yeah, Rizzo so is so always. So it's, it's, it's yeah, I have I, basically almost no. Pretty much all my books are biographies of interesting people that I, you yeah. know, look up to same, in some, some way. Um, uh, I actually copped how how not to get shot from DL Ugly, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, um, I gotta get that. Yeah, because I can't I can't I resonate think, uh, with that because I'm not black and I don't live in America. But I really wanted to have oh, some insight on on the matter. Oh my yeah. goodness! Oh my goodness! I mean, we can have a whole conversation about that. I mean. From my own personal experiences yeah. to my friends' experiences. Oh, same. Just, like, I... and and, and I, I never want to be one of those people. I'm. I, ne- I try not to be one of those people that is a constant victim or has a victim mentality. But you know, at some point, you just gotta throw your hands up. Like, come on. But you know, also, you know? um, there's a difference between playing the victim and just sharing your experiences. The way right. you tell something can be, it's kind of like when you, when you have a bad day, you can complain about it, vent, but you can also just wallow in it. Those are two different things. Yeah. 
So yeah. just you t- yeah. telling your facts and your experience, it doesn't make you a victim. It just is your life. Sure. It's the way you, you tell it and the way you go about it that makes the difference. I'm actually, uh, my wife and I were writing a book right now uh, about growing up in D.C. and some of our experiences and how we came to be, mm-hmm. which is, is very interesting. I'm, I'm plugging it out there right now, but it's coming hey, very since soon, we're doing so. that, I'm writing a book, too, about my experiences. Let's go. So I'm plugging that right That's now. Amazing. It's not finished yet, but I'm, I'm working really hard to finish it. There's, there's something very cathartic about putting it out there on you paper, knowing that somebody's going to read this yeah. eventually and maybe judge me. Right. I don't really care. Oh, no, I don't think Everybody I get judged. Cause anyway. I, you have to understand, yeah. as a woman in the urban industry, in the hip-hop industry, I have slept with all the artists that I've interviewed I've, trust me I've been mm. judged yeah, every which way yeah, possible and I'm, yeah. I don't care if that book is going to be out there then at least I get some understanding for who I am yeah for sure yeah. for sure telling your truth right. yeah okay um, next question give me a song or artist that encapsulates your high school years oh that's anything New Jack Swing New Jack Swing, There's Teddy anything Riley. Teddy Riley, there's <laughs> anything Babyface. You know, we've seen the, we've seen the, the live. Yes. Um, yes. Pretty much, I was in middle of the night jumping up and down in my bed watching that. It was as far as I could <laughs> with the technical problems, but um, yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's from from Aaliyah to uh, Boys to Men to yes. Um, New Jack Swing was really my thing. Um, you you aren't as old as you say you are. <laughs> I <would> hope so. <laughs> uh, but also yeah, the sure. the EPMDs, the you know, uh, the yeah. Redman was uh, you know, it was just yeah, all those. Um, yeah, it, it, I can't name one song. It's like it's just a whole era. <laughs> so here's here's, a, here's another question. What is uh, your favorite thing to cook? Oh, Indonesian. Because that's, oh, yeah? that's well, the only uh, thing I know dish how to cook. In <laughs> yeah? No. Um, what, what, what's a dish that we, we should be familiar with? Oh, um, I would say... Uh, well, one of my favorite dishes is uh, ayam ketchup, which is uh, sweet soy chicken um, mm-hmm. with sour bonches, which is uh, green beans made in you know with spices and stuff indonesian spices and then either you can eat it with regular white rice or fried rice yeah nice Nice. that's really good okay (laughs) yeah here's another one for you uh who is one person that is not a family member that has been most influential in your life that's (laughs) rebellion Shout out yeah, to Rebea, man. that's definitely Rebay. I'm gonna have, have her on this show. I have a few more people that are are they they are all mentioned in my book as well because they were of such awesome. influence. I me, mean, I just interviewed um, Malik Yoba the other day, who has oh, who has dope. been my friend for like the past 15 years, and New York Undercover, yeah, baby. exactly, exactly, all the soundtracks. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so he's he, you know, the people that I surround myself with, whether they're family or not, are all influential they all inspire me to be better people to to do better to progress Mm -hmm. as a person and to Mm -hmm. be yeah you know to be as good as i can of value to others amazing amazing yes shout out to rebecca man i gotta have her on the show i don't know what happened but we gotta you gotta get her on on. she'll be she'll be she'll be down for it in the weekend as well because i did we did ours (laughs) on the weekend so yeah yeah, for sure. Uh, she's so dope, man. I had to, I had to actually, I put her on my website. She, so she has some photos. Oh, I saw on my that. Website. I saw that with the. Ch- oh, yeah. I'm sending you photos, all, all, all angles with the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so dope. I mean, like, it's just like going back to the conversation we were having. You know, some person was inspired, and that person will take that and inspire somebody else, and it's just been amazing. I mean, it's really overwhelming for me because you know I don't put stuff out there. Uh, with the intent to really get anything right. back, I just for me it's more so I'm gonna put it out whether anybody listens to this anyway. You I'm gonna put this out yourself. because it's good for yeah, me. Yeah, and even if yeah, it, if if I didn't do it, it felt like I lost an arm. Or right, or some kind you of have to put it out there. And the reason I yeah. started with my What Now series was in the middle of the night. I was like, I saw so many people depressed and frustrated about what's yes. happening. I was like, let's just get people to talking and inspire others and and let them know yes. they're not alone. And I got so much out of it, which I wasn't aiming for or expecting it was literally to help others and and to give them a little you know a little boost of motivation yep. and 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 yep. now we're on now i'm on, on on somebody's podcast you're you're the first person i'm a guest 
before on a podcast. I'm on so, it. Yeah. I'm very so honest. That, you, you this got is, that this one. is a like, multitude of firsts. Everyone yes. else who wants me now, you always be the first. <laughs> <laughs> As you are my first international uh, Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, I was so, I saw, I went to the post office uh, the first time and uh, I said, hey, I need to send something to Amsterdam. And the look <laughs> on the lady's <laughs> face. It, you know, and she, because I understand now, because, you know, with COVID right. and everything, uh, she was telling me, you know, all the restrictions to make sure there's no liquids and all this other stuff. And I was like, hey, I'm just sending right. a couple of shirts. It's a present. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely yeah, I know, me. right? I was like, oh, let me <laughs> just the... not forget, because I got slapped with customs, taxes, and but you know what, though? Had you not told me that, and so now I know with my next international order, hopefully my next international order, well, I, I don't know care how about to smooth things out a lot They better. may not have it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it was never the case, but now lately, every time I get something from, from, from family or whatever, I they have to put on there that it's a uh, present or I have to pay for it. And I had somebody send me a amazing, present, man. and I had to pay double as much for my own present. Oh, yeah, no. It was, and, and I have no, to. No, no, no. Yeah. We're... we're, we're let me know if you run in there. It'll be fine. Like I, said, I care so much podcast is going to take care of it because we want people to be able to have uh, our products in hand wherever they are in the world. So if you're in South Africa listening to this right now and you care too much in Nigeria, you need to represent. Yeah. And you care too much. Send us a con. I have a, I put up a contact us page on my website. I gave my website a facelift this week. Uh, and so if you want to get in touch with me, I care too much podcast at gmail.com. Let me know if, if, if you go on there and you're from another country outside of America, uh, let yes. me know. When we and and honestly, you. if that takes <laughs> off, we can set up a distribution place out here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. See, that would bomb. be, I would, I support this. This is, this is, this has made my weekend, uh, that much better. Uh, I just, I love connecting with people, talking to different people, people that I wouldn't necessarily come across in my day to day. Um, and especially people over that are six, right. six hours ahead of us. Um, it's just, this has been uh, heart filling for oh, me. I, I appreciate really appreciate you too. You. Thank you for having me. I'm not done yet. Um, I have so much to tell. Please come back again. <laughs> I want you to come. I want you to come back again because uh, maybe we should have a show with oh, that you would be fun. and Rebecca. Uh, and for uh, those who but, are listening, I also so give master classes. Um, if you're an artist, yeah, please, if you're please an artist out there, right please shout out. Um, I, you know, if you want to know uh, how to brand yourself or how to release music, or even if you're an, a different type of creative talent, I help strategize. Um, one of my clients is an actor, so you know, I help him as well. He's in LA. You don't have to be in my same area. Go to my website, www.paycolmus.com. That's P-A-Y-K-O-L-M-U-S.com. And you can find all the information on there. Paycolmus.com. We're going to put that yes. in the liner notes for Thank this episode. Pay. Thank you for having Thank me. You. You so I, I really I really enjoyed this. And the time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I try to keep. Well, you can edit here hour, and there. But, you know, fluid, good fluid conversations have no. Yeah, time, well, I, again, I appreciate it, and um, I will. We will be in touch. It was great talking to you, and I will yes. be looking forward to getting my package. <laughs> Apparently, it left uh, Queens. Oh, don't New worry York, about it. It'll get here. Um, It'll get here. I'm not worried. It'll be here. <laughs> it's All right. <laughs> okay, and so let us know when you get it. And uh, you're really welcome. Thank, Thank you, so and have a great weekend. This is thank you. Yes, you too. Uh, this is the I Care Too Much podcast. Um, shout out to all of our listeners. Uh, don't forget to check out howmuchtoomuch.com. Um, thank you again to our guest, Pay Fresh. I'm gonna call it Pay Fresh, but it's Pay Coldness. Uh, and shout out to uh, Rebea Bayin. Um, and we're gonna keep this train going, man. Shout out to y'all for listening. <laughs>